Hi there. You're listening to Lindisfarne Anglican Church's Sermon Podcast, a place where you can hear God's Word preached if you weren't able to join us at one of our services during the week. My prayer for you today is that as you listen to this message, you'd be challenged, encouraged, and equipped to live as a disciple of Christ in the world. May God richly bless you as you listen to this message today. Happy New Year to you all. I think uh, we technically could have met once already this year. There was the, we have had one Wednesday uh, in January, but we uh, uh, didn't meet on the first one. But uh, here we are for the first time this year, and it's wonderful to uh, be gathered with you again. Uh, and as we are sort of still in that kind of early phase of a new year, it's, I thought, appropriate that we spend some time as a church thinking about what it means to be made new in Christ. Uh, At this time of year, we find ourselves uh, and the people around us becoming uh, very self-focused. This is a time of the year where everyone sits down, isn't it, and they think about the year that's just been and the year that's to come, and and they reflect on how that that you can make yourself better. Uh, People at this time of year are making resolutions and goals to be fitter or Uh, more talented or less lazy or more well-read or smarter or whatever it might be. Uh, And for at least the next two weeks, they're going to be acting on those resolutions. Uh, So I've been for more runs in the last two weeks than I've been in the last two months, for example. Uh, And as I go for these runs, I notice that there are more people on the paths than there normally are. And all this is uh, good uh, and worthwhile, but so often... Our striving to become a better version of ourselves uh, becomes uh, a complete focus on outcome rather than uh, motivation. Uh, Or to use the Christian language, it's a focus on the fruit rather than the heart. You remember that Jesus says these words in Luke's Gospel in chapter 6 when we were preaching on that uh, late last year. Uh, Luke chapter 6, verses 44 and 45, Jesus says, Each tree is recognised by its own fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. A good man brings the good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. You see, what Jesus reminds us of in that uh, passage is that if we want to act differently, if we want to live different kind of lives, if we want different results to the results we've been getting, then we need not just to change what we do, not just to change the fruit, but to change our hearts. Because with a changed heart, Jesus says, comes a changed life. Out of the mouth, out of the heart, the mouth speaks. Changed speech from a changed heart. The good man brings good out of the good stored in his heart. Changed heart, changed actions. And so uh, over the next four weeks, we're going to spend some time thinking about how not only how we can be better, but how we can be transformed as Christians. We're going to spend the next four weeks thinking about how it is that when you live life with Jesus, you're radically transformed and you're given a new perspective Uh, and a new way of viewing your life and a new way of living. And we'll see that this deep change will lead to the change in behaviour that many of us are actually longing for. So, 
the next four weeks. Today we're thinking about the new focus we have when we follow Jesus. Next week we'll be thinking about the new motivation. The following week the new expectations that we have. And finally the new purpose that we have for living. But to begin with, I want us to focus on focus. Where is it that you're focusing your life's attention? We know, don't we, that where we focus matters. I want to show you a couple of pictures. Here we go. Here's the first one. You can see it's a lovely picture of some foliage with uh, a sort of awkward, blurred lady standing in front of it. Uh, But the foliage looks quite nice and in focus. And then in our next photo, there we go. We've got a much nicer photo of a lovely uh, lady with uh, some dark foliage that we can't really see in the background. Two completely different pictures that are different because of the focus, the, the, the point at which the camera has decided to make clear what we focus on matters. Or, let me show you another picture. This doesn't look like much of a picture, does it? It's a bunch of paper plates. But this is a picture that earlier, uh, late late last year, broke the internet uh, as people debated whether the plates were upside down or uh, right way up. And actually what you can do is you look at them uh, and you can follow... If you sort of go around looking at all the plates, if you're seeing them as upside down, you'll find one plate. You'll go, oh, that plate's the right way up. And then they'll all flip. Uh, And then uh, you can spend time trying to make them flip back uh, if you can. Uh, So it's a bit of an optical illusion. Uh, Hopefully it's working for you. It works for me most times uh, that I get them to flip, but I can never get them to flip back. Uh, A great example, though, of focus, because when you focus on the one that that looks flipped the right way up, they all change, uh, because what we focus on matters. Now, I'll put this up after the service so you can play with it, but I'm going to take it away now so that you keep listening to me. What you focus on matters. And in fact, no one knows this or knew this better than the Apostle Paul did, who wrote the words that uh, I read to us just before, but I'll just read them again uh, so that you remember. He says, Therefore we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day, For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. See, the Apostle Paul knew that where you focus matters. Paul lived an incredibly difficult life. He uh, worked hard planting the church in Corinth. He uh, was key in its setup. Uh, He led them, he loved them, he helped them to grow in their faith. And uh, God's called him to go to other places since uh, that time, but he still cares deeply for the church and he sent them uh, a number of letters. And in this particular letter, 2 Corinthians, we see that the the church in Corinth is is sort of turning its back on Paul and looking to these so-called super apostles who are saying, oh, don't listen to Paul, listen to us, we're so much better than Paul. They're leading people not just away from Paul, though, but also away from the gospel. His church is essentially under attack and he longs deeply for them 
to not, not be. Not only that, but in the rest of his life, we read in verses 8 and 9 of chapter 4 of 2 Corinthians, he is having a tough time. You can see uh, those verses there, but I'll read them for you. Verses 8 and 9 of 2 Corinthians 4. Paul says, We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. Paul says that in his life and ministry, he is hard-pressed, perplexed, persecuted, and struck down. And one would think that if those were the words that you were going to use to describe your life and your ministry, that you would give up and that you would go home. For that is not a good life. You see, sometimes I think we skip over the reality of Paul's life and just think, wow, Paul, he planted all these churches, he saw all this amazing stuff, uh, and wouldn't it be wonderful to have been the Apostle Paul? Well, maybe. But you also would have been in jail all the time. You would have been persecuted all the time. You would have been hard-pressed all the time. You would have been perplexed all the time. You would have had people ditching you all the time, as he writes about in his letters. It was a tough life that the Apostle Paul lived. And yet, when he describes his tough life here in 2 Corinthians, he pairs each description with with a note of hope, doesn't he? Hard-pressed but not crushed perplexed but not in despair, persecuted but not abandoned, struck down but not destroyed. And so I guess uh, for us today we want, to th- we want to ask ourselves how is it that Paul can be so resilient in the face of such hardship? And the answer is because he's focused on his spiritual reality. He's focused on the fact that Jesus is working not only in his life and in his heart and in his ministry, but in the hearts and lives of all those with whom he's sharing the gospel with. Paul knows that though he faces many struggles in the here and now, spiritually, eternally, Jesus is up to something bigger than all of that. And that's where his focus is. And that's why he says in verses 16 and 17, Therefore we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day, for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Paul, in the face of great hardship, calls them simply light and momentary troubles because of his focus. He's focused not on himself and his current reality, but on Jesus Christ and his lordship and the fact that he's going to spend eternity with him. And so will all who trust in the Lord Jesus. Very easy, I think, when life is tough. Very easy for Paul in the toughness of his life to focus on the pain in his body or the heartache over his church going astray, or his many persecutions, or the fact that people have left him, or or, or whatever uh, struggle he may be facing, the fact he's sitting in jail for half his life with chains on. And yet, Paul focuses on Jesus, on what he's doing spiritually, on his eternal reality. Paul says, 
we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. The eternal glory of what God is doing now and forevermore sustains Paul when he focuses on it. Well, what's all this got to do with living a new, a new life in 2019? Well, I think what we see here is that if we're going to do it, the first step is to change our focus, and particularly important at this time and this season of our lives where we're encouraged by everything around us to focus on ourselves and our own lives and our own betterment. Actually, the scriptures tell us, you want to live a new life, you want to live a better life, stop looking at you and start looking at Jesus. And of course, this is the first step each and every one of us has to take, isn't it? When we trust in the Lord Jesus the very first time. For the sin of the human race since the fall of Adam and Eve, which we read about in Genesis chapter 3, has been one of a humanity that is endlessly self-obsessed and self-focused. The sin of Adam is to say, I don't want God and his rule over me. I want to do my way, things my way. It's a shift in focus from God and his perfect rule to Adam and his imperfect rule. See, sin is not just about doing the wrong thing. It's a whole lot deeper than that. It's about living a life self-focused under the self-rule rather than God-focused under God's rule. And we see, don't we, as we look around today, that wherever we look, people are living like this with self-importance with self-rule with self-focus this is at the heart of our society we live in a western individualized society where we're told that to be the best we can be is to be able to do whatever we want whatever our hearts desire however we want maybe just as long as it doesn't hurt anyone else self-focus And even as we think about being better versions of ourselves in the new year, it can be motivated by self-focus. But when we meet Jesus, this whole way of living gets totally flipped upside down. For when we meet Jesus, we see the, 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 the most blessed human being who ever lived. And he comes and he lives a life that is completely others focused and completely God focused. His life is lived perfectly under God's rule. He says no to sin constantly and yes to God. We see it clearly, don't we, in the garden before he goes to the cross where he says, not my will but yours. He knows what's to come, but he says, God, I don't want to do this, but I will do what you want. A total focus on his Father in heaven. And through this life of perfect obedience... Of, of total focus on his Father in heaven. He lives a life where he's ultimately killed in the most shameful way possible. And so if he focused, and if we focus on the here and now, we say, well, that was a big fat failure, Jesus. But of course, if we do as Paul calls us to do, if we, do, uh, if we lift our eyes and focus eternally, we know that Jesus in fact, was dying to defeat death. 
and was winning for himself and for all who trust in him an eternal glory that will never spoil, perish or fade. If you want to live differently in 2019, then you need to stop making life all about you and start making it all about Jesus. You need to shift your focus. That was Paul's antidote, wasn't it? I don't know how your 2018 went, but perhaps it wasn't that good. Perhaps it was rough. When we focus on Jesus and allow him to work in us, it doesn't mean that these hardships become easier. It doesn't mean that they don't hurt. It doesn't mean that we aren't distressed. But it does mean our perspective changes because they aren't our ultimate reality, our eternal reality. When we focus on Jesus and put him at the centre of our lives, we can begin in his strength to call those things light and momentary troubles. For we know the eternal glory that outweighs them all. What power there is in fixing our eyes on Jesus instead of ourselves. And yet, how hard it is to do. I can use myself as an example of the difficulty uh, in doing this. Uh, I was saying on Sunday that I am a professional Christian. You know, I am paid to, to be a Christian, basically. Uh, I run the church. I, you, uh, you expect me to be prayerful and uh, you know, know about my scriptures and all of these sorts of things. And yet, as I find myself ministering in the church and seeking to lead this church... I can find my focus shift from God to me. And so I have to battle constantly with a temptation that uh, I make church all about me and my success. When I share stories about something amazing that God has done in this place in the last 12 months, even though I know for certain that this has been a miraculous provision of God, it is easy for me to deep down start thinking, oh, this might have something to do with me. Just this very week, I had some amazing news about something God had done in the life of someone in our church. And as I shared this news with some friends of mine, and as they encouraged me with the amazingness of what God had done, I could hear their encouragement and excitement that was meant to be a joining with me in praising God and I could hear my heart go, I think some of that belongs to me. Self-focus. Sinful human being that is me. My heart tempted always to take credit for things that it has no claim to And guess what? So is yours. The solution to not giving in to that temptation or to walk out of it when we realise we have given in is to switch our focus. To focus and fix our eyes on Jesus, on his eternal glory that we will share in through faith in him on the fact that his glory outweighs not only all our sufferings, but also any of our self-achieved glory. 
Jesus is offering each one of us today a fresh start. He's asking us to stop focusing on ourselves and to start focusing on him. And he's telling us that when we do that, we gain a whole new perspective on life. And that perspective, his perspective, is truly transformative. Amen. Hey there. Thanks so much for listening to this message today. I hope you were encouraged by God as he spoke to you by his Holy Spirit. Please head to our website if you'd like more information about our church. www.lindisfarneanglican.org.au Or like us on Facebook by searching Lindisfarne Anglican. We are a church for Lindisfarne, making disciples of Jesus. God bless you.